This is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, it feels like every day I open my web browser, open up my phone and there's a new story about the latest person who's become a multimillionaire because they made this quick investment into NFTs, which if you haven't heard of those yet, stands for non-fungible tokens. I won't even begin to try to explain it <laughs> right now on this podcast. We don't have time to go over uh, what those are uh, or someone who's invested in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or someone's made a, a huge stock purchase that they did it at the exact right time. And, and now they're rich. All these people are rich. And this constant and almost seemingly endless flow of these success stories can start to make you feel like you're doing something wrong. Like if you're not doing these things, if you're not putting your money into these investments, are you really even trying? <laughs> and, you know, and I've had this feeling myself and it's natural when you see these stories of people making a lot of money. It is natural to want to do these things as well. But I feel the one thing. Well, there's many things I learned in 2020, but one of the things I took away from from last year is validation and proof that a simple and, and really just basic, boring investment approach really does work. Earlier this year, I had the chance to work with CNBC on a, a short video. And in that video, I talked about just being a boring investor and, and why that's my approach and why I think it's something that is great for all of us to adopt because there's just so much less stress involved. So if we jump back in time, let's go back to the beginning of 2020. It became really clear that we were facing a pandemic. And what followed that is the stock market beginning to reflect the fear and uncertainty that existed because businesses were closing. Uh, the economy was slowing down because we had to just shut down to try to get this thing under control. And from mid February through late March, the stock market fell over 30%. And I won't even lie to all of you. I myself was nervous. I, I was like, this looks really bad, but I took a breath. I paused and I said, We've been through this before. Maybe not this very specific situation. I, I think it's been, what, what, over 100 years since we've had a pandemic um, anywhere near this. But we've had these big market downturns where the, the stock market plummets and we've recovered every single time the stock market has recovered. So with with that thought sitting in the back of my mind, I calmed myself down and I just continued with my normal plan. And that is just to consistently invest in low cost mutual funds, specifically in index funds. And I talked about index funds on the podcast before, but to give you a quick breakdown, let's just jump back a little bit, one step back and let's talk about mutual funds. So a mutual fund is just a collection of investments that are grouped together, typically by a, a fund manager or a management team. They go ahead and they select what's going to be inside of this fund. So it could be a mixture of stocks, could be a mixture of bonds. Uh, it really depends on the specific fund you're looking at, but they get to decide what goes inside of this little collection of investments. And then you as the investor, you can go in and buy shares of this mutual fund, meaning that you get to buy a little piece of this and you benefit from all the investments that are held within this collection of stocks or bonds. Now, an index fund is a type of mutual fund, and this type of mutual fund specifically selects investments that match one of the popular indices that are out there. So something like the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones Industrial Average. You probably have heard these uh, stock market indices mentioned before, but an index fund just goes in and picks a stock market index and copies what's in there. So for example, if you're looking at an S&P 500 index fund, it copies what's inside of the S&P 500. And this index tracks 500 of the largest companies in the country. So this will be 
Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google or Tesla. And this index, the S&P 500 index, is an important one because it gives us an overall indication of how the stock market as a whole is performing. We can say the stock market went up just based off of how the S&P 500 moved because so many of the largest companies are held within there that if the S&P 500 went up, that's a pretty clear signal that the entire stock market went up. And because an index fund just copies exactly what's in the stock market index, they're relatively cheap because there's not much that the managers have to do. They're just copying something that already exists. So for this reason, that's the strategy I choose. And you know, I typically don't talk that much about what I personally invest in or how my investments are doing because uh, one, I'm not licensed to be giving you all investment advice over this podcast. So I'm not trying to get in trouble, uh, but but also I don't want to create an environment of comparison. I don't want you to think that if you're not getting exactly what I'm getting, that you don't know what you're doing or you're doing something wrong because that's not that's not how this works. But for the purposes of me encouraging you all to be a boring investor, I'm going to talk about some of the things that happened in one of my work retirement accounts over the past year, roughly. So in my retirement account, I hold uh, a few things. So one is, uh, like I mentioned, an S&P 500 index fund. Another is a bond fund. And the last thing I have in there is a target date fund, which I rolled over from a previous employer. And many of you probably are more familiar with target date funds than you think. Uh, these are the options that when you look into like your, your work 401k plan, if your company offers one to you, they typically have a year in the title. So they'll say something like target retirement 2050 fund. And these are funds that automatically adjust based on the year that's in the title there. So if you choose a 2050 fund, that means that your expected retirement date is somewhere around the year 2050, which would be about 30 years from now. So during 2020, I went through, looked at my past statements, and from January to December of 2020, my investments returned 24%. And that's with no effort on my part. That's not me bragging that I did something because I really didn't. I just made these selections you know, a long time ago and they just did what they're supposed to do. If I were to look back at these investments beginning in March 15th, 2020, which was near the bottom of that 2020 market crash that we had, one year later, so looking at uh, March 15th, 2021, those same investments earned 40.2%, which is insane. It's mind blowing because again, I didn't do anything. I wasn't smart. I didn't make a bunch of trades and buy this and move that. I just picked these very simple investment options that spread my money around multiple companies and I benefit from the overall growth of the stock market. And since I opened this retirement plan back somewhere around the summer of 2018, cumulatively, like looking at from when those dollars went in to where they are now, the whole plan has grown by about 75%. Uh, and if you turn that into like an annualized number over that, you know, roughly three years, uh, it comes out to about 22%. And now these returns are high <laughs> and I, they're not sustainable. I know I'm not going to be getting 22% every year. It's not going to happen. That That's nearly impossible. But as a whole, the stock market returns somewhere around 10% annually. And so what that would mean for me as an investor is that if I put in $500 every month over 30 years at 10%, I would end up with a million dollars without having to do anything fancy, without uh, having to have, you know, eight computer screens and have all those trading charts you see people post about online without doing any of that. I'd end up with a million dollars with something very simple. And even for me, like I'm, I'm someone who, when I project out, I like to be even more conservative than that. And let's say we use a return of 7%. 
If I was getting 7% back on my investments over the next 35 years, I could put in $600 a month and I would end up with a million dollars. And I give these examples to illustrate how doing something really simple can put you on a path to retire and, and live the life you want to live without having to do something crazy and risky. And I mean, if if you want to take the advice that like a friend gives you or you saw this great NFT video on TikTok, I'm not telling you you can't do that. You know, this is your money. You work very hard for it. You're more than welcome to do whatever you want with that with that money. But what I am saying is, one, just take a break and pause before you make any investment decision. Make sure you're understanding what you're putting your money into, but also that you don't have to do something that's considered exciting or new in order to reach your goals. You can do something very simple, like investing in these low cost index funds that I mentioned and still be able to reach the retirement you're looking for in a much less stressful way. Because I don't know about you, I am not a blockchain expert and I can't give you the intricacies of cryptocurrency and I don't necessarily want to be an expert on these things. I don't have the time and I'm sure a lot of you out there don't have, have the time to do this either. Uh, but there are very easy, simple solutions uh, to make wise decisions with your money and work towards your retirement. I just want you all to not feel like you're being left out, like you are missing something, that you're doing something wrong because you're not investing your money in these things. But know that there's nothing wrong with doing something simple, something basic, something boring with with your money when it comes to your retirement. So I hope this helps. Uh, let me know if you have any questions about anything that I mentioned in this episode. And please go back, check out some of the past episodes. I did an investing 101 series that really has spanned over several years where I talk about, you know, what is a stock, a bond, an index fund, mutual fund, all these different terms. And I have episodes dedicated specifically to those. So please feel free to go back, check those out to get a little more information. But as always, I appreciate you all coming back here and joining me for another bag of popcorn I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Be boring, and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.